Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that uh, we are all gathered here um, in celebration and recognition of the impact that mothers have on our lives. I would just pray for the word today that you use me to deliver what you have to say. And we just pray for all the right words to flow freely. And um, thank you for your love for us. And thank you that we are that we are accepting of that. And uh, thank you for all the things that you have done in our lives. And um, we just pray for those that are not here. Um, and we just pray a blessing over them. Amen. 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 Okay. So, if you have your notepads here or whatever you're going to be using... I changed the name of this like message like three times. I was going to start off with like the Mother's Day message. Then anyway, I changed it to seemingly insignificant love. You guys hear that? Okay. Um, if everyone can just turn to John 16, 21. Um, I'm going to read it myself. Uh, you guys heard the scripture? John 16, 21. When a woman gives birth, she has pain because her time has come but when the child is born she no longer remembers her distress because of her joy that that a child has been born into the world we all know that childbirth can be painful i think the mothers would obviously know more than everybody else um it is painful so it's a very it's a very painful moment is that correct mother it's not a it's not a very nice moment like you you don't like I just want to have give birth to babies all the time some people like it but I'm sure it's not it's in the moment it's not maybe the most comfortable experience I, I'm just taking that from what I've heard anyway so so basically the agony of childbirth is nothing compared to the love that the mother would feel for that child and this this is obviously the moment where when you enter the world it's it's that first experience of a mother's love that as a child you don't remember but you experience it and it's it's something that you can't describe really um it's obviously the mother's been through the pain but i don't think that that's why you know the mother loves the child um and it's such a rich love from that moment that you have a child i'm sure the mothers can attest to it um i can't because i'm not a mother um, and fr- from that moment on, what, what ends up happening is, well, not always, but actually, no, always, how that mother handles that situation will impact generations to come. So it's a very important moment for, and we, we can all attest to that. I mean, we're all here because of mo- the mother's love for us. If the mother didn't love us, we wouldn't be here. Well, maybe some of us would, but... It would be a lot more of a rocky road for us to end up, you know. So that that love is something that's very, very important. Um, It's the start of us, basically. Um, So we basically start, well, you can track it back further. (laughs) Sometimes that's love, sometimes it's not. But the moment when the the mother gives birth, then, you know, that's where the love enters in. Um, And also... I don't want to dwell on this because it's not a nice thing, but and it's a big discussion at the moment uh, overseas. Um, this whole thing of about abortion and it's it's been it's tr- like people say that if they abort a child, it's not a nice thing to talk about on Mother's Day, but they physically feel that that loss and that like there's a very emotional spiritual disconnection that they feel in that moment. 
Um, so you, you, you like it's hard to explain, but that moment is filled with such a deep um, love, like connection when you deliver a child um, that it can only come from God. Um, so I'm going to basically start like with a little story about my mother. I didn't really want to talk too much about, you know, when we were talking about mothers. Um, and it's a strange story. My mother won't really, I don't know if you even remember, and you dad, but it's not Father's Day. Um, so on a Sunday after church, we would always come home and we'd have a Sunday lunch. I'm sure everyone knows what Sunday lunch is. It's a very nice time as a family. Um, and uh, we would have... A lot of the time, there would be a chicken on the table. And everyone knows that a chicken has got a drumstick, two drumsticks, wings, and, you know, there's like a whole lot of... It's strange how we've, like, broken down... I'm sure there's more medical terms, like, more na like proper names for, like, the parts of a chicken. Does anybody know if there is? Because we just call it a drumstick. Shame. Like, we've got, like, fibula and a tibula. And... No, it's a <laughs> so, Well, whatever it is. But anyway, so... <laughs> so so the chicken is there and my father will cut it up and my mother will portion it out and for some reason without fail I always ended up getting the drumstick always oh okay so so I thought it was just me but apparently for me it was it's the fa like the best part but I didn't think of that I was just like oh. I was just like this is I'm getting the drumstick you know just without thinking about it but then I think it, there was one point where I, later on I thought maybe like my parents would also like the drumstick for once, you know. <laughs> you can't buy two chickens because then it's too much. So there's like there's always going to be two drumsticks, you know. So but but it never crossed my mind that I should say, Mom, do you want to have the drumstick today? Maybe it's just because I was selfish or whatever. But my mother never ever wanted the drumstick ever, and. For me, it, it, it like really highlights that it's small things like that where my mother would actually want to give me the best. I know it's a chicken and it's a silly story, but it's, it's, it's a symbol of how my mother always, no matter what the situation was, she would try to give me the very best. Be it a drumstick, be it education, be it whatever you want to call it, she would always try her best to, in that moment, no matter what the, like, the situation might look like, she would try to give me the very best. I think this ties back to that moment where, when you're born. And what, what you're experiencing there is, well, what we experience there is how much God loves us. So, obviously, and this is the scripture, uh, 1 John 4, 19. I don't know if you guys can turn there. This is the scripture of the, of, of the day. 1 John 4, 19. We love because He first loved us. If, if you understand that, if you sort of break it down, that love that the mother is experiencing with her child is God's love for, like God's love in that situation. I think it's very, it's very powerful because that, that love is so, it's, it's like it, it impacts every decision that the mother will make for the rest of her life, pretty much, when dealing with her children. Uh, it's, it's, and we spoke about it earlier. It's that thing of, you know, your child can't do anything wrong. Like, they literally can't do anything wrong. It could be a bit of delusion, <laughs> but it's because the mother 
has obviously created that child with the father, but they love that child so much. And, and that love is, okay, there's situations where the mothers don't do, you know, all the right things. But generally, it's like a natural love for that child. Um, and and this, is, this is for me is where, I think it's not always nice to talk about this, but sometimes mothers can overlove their children as well. Um, and I've seen that many times, you know, not necessarily just in my life, but I've heard of stories where the mother or the father or whatever, they, they see it as love, but they sometimes overlove a child. And I'm sure everyone might have experienced that. And it's very easy to do that because out of yourself, you want to show that love for your, your offspring. Um, and sometimes we would take that love as like, you know, you must always make sure your child is like cushy and everything is good. But sometimes that's not love, you know. Um, and this is where obviously you can live a life without God and have those. Auntie Sharon, I've heard many stories about the school where there's maybe parents that they mustn't listen to this, but there's maybe parents that are a bit over, like they, they love their child or they over caring for their child and it actually holds them back. They can't, the, the child can't perform at their optimum because they've been overloved, if that's even a thing. Um, and this is why it's important to have a relationship with God. Auntie Sharon mentioned it earlier where she said we need wisdom. And that's exactly where it comes in. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna um, have this like love for your child, it's very important that you need to know what kind of love is needed in that moment. Um, and and that that for me, it's it's very important in my life to recognize that the relationship that you have with God goes hand in hand with how you love the people around you, because it will guide your Love output, if you want to call it that. Because a lot of the time you can end up loving somebody, but you're loving them in a way that is actually destructive, you know. So it's important to not just love those around you uh, in the way that you feel is or how your feelings make you feel that you must like love them. It's very important to um, follow, you know, the way God is instructing you to love the people around you. And the only way you can do that is with a relationship with God. You can't just read your Bible once and say, okay, God says I must love like this. And it applies to when you, you know, the people around you, the things you're doing. If you, if there's a beggar there, it doesn't help to just give him money. He's going to go and do drugs, you know. I'm not saying that's all the situations, but that's not real love. Real love is to, you know, to, and the only way to know that is with God. And I think I'm actually qualified to talk about this because, specifically being a child you know being you know loved and have a lot of like love and care um parents are forming you like your child we all know this but you're actually forming the future so if you have if you have a child that child is going to have their own family and that 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 family is going to have they those kids are going to have their own kids and we sometimes forget that generations before us Maybe they've made wrong decisions or whatever, but we don't, I don't know past, I don't know past my grand. I don't really know my great grandparents. You know, I don't know. There's not like, I don't, I don't know them on a personal level, but the decisions that I'm very happy for their decisions because that ended up, you know, that's how I ended up coming into this world because of their decisions and how they raised their child. Um, So it's very important to understand that without God, 
you, you're setting yourself on a path where you could be potentially causing problems into the future. So you have a responsibility. We all know this. Um, and you can't do it without God. So you're stuck if you do it any other way. There's another quick story that I had uh, with my mother. Um, and just to talk, just to highlight the small things that she used to do that I generally didn't see at the time as her showing me love. Um, it would be every morning in school. I'm sure you, the you guys, maybe even the older people would remember. But like when you went to school in the mornings, you had to wake up pretty early, like six, you still going to school. You have to wake up at like six o'clock and it's winter and it's cold. And without fail, my mother would walk in every day with like this crisply ironed shirt, like super, like perfectly like ironed and the pants were ironed. And it was warm. You know when you put on newly ironed clothes? I don't know if anybody... I'm sure you guys have done that. You guys all done that? It's like so warm and it feels good and you feel, you know. And for me, like those those things looking back now are what made... Look, maybe it was, maybe that wasn't good wisdom there, mom, because now I'm very bad at ironing my own clothes. <laughs> I didn't learn for myself. <laughs> um, but regardless of that, my mother's attention to those... I don't think she did. Like, it just maybe was quicker to iron... But I was like, yes, this is amazing. Um, but those little things, they helped me to like perform at my best at school. And, you know, um, so you did a good job, mother. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so we're going to turn to another scripture, Proverbs 22, verse 6. This is a very, this is a very um, well-known scripture. But I, I will always, I always think that it's, it's well-known because it's, a valuable scripture. Uh, Proverbs 22 verse 6. Train children in the way that they should go. When they grow old, they won't depart from it. So this, obviously this scripture is characteristic of how you should, you know, raise your children. Um, take that advice from me. I don't have kids. <laughs> but it's important to impart the word into them. It's important to to have wisdom when you deal with them. Um if, if you teach your children the word of God from the beginning of their lives, they will be faithful to him as they grow up. And, and then they will pass down the love for the Lord onto future generations. Um, and, and that for me is the key there. You know, sometimes we think on our, in our daily lives um, as mothers, I'm sure you do, you don't really see what you're doing as significant. You know, you know it's your duty to help your family and all of that. But the the significance of that will have implications that you don't even realize and, and sometimes a, mo a mother doesn't doesn't realize the impact that they have and they would maybe think that that their like their existence is not fruitful or i don't know but those things that they're doing are actually they they're so important for the community and for the world as a whole because you're basically creating well, you're not creating, they've already been created, but you are forming this person. And there are moments when, as a mother, you probably feel that you're not doing the right things, I'm sure. Um, there's many times my mother's been like, I don't know if I did the right, I made the right choice in that moment. Or, um, And then the, the, the next script would be uh, Galatians 6 verse 9. So this message is for kids, it's for mothers, for everybody. <laughs> there's something there for everybody. 
Um, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So obviously, as I said, being a mother can be tough and you know you need wisdom and it's important that you, you make the right choices. But no matter what, if you, if you are consistent with your child and you guide them along the path as much as you can with wisdom, because if you're guiding them along the path and you're doing everything for them and you're like over making decisions for them and you're controlling them, it could also be destructive. But if you keep going with your motherly, um, the things that you do you know, as a mother and you keep pursuing the best for your child and you always look out for them, it will reap rewards. It's not a. It's it's one of those things where it's guaranteed to reap the rewards. Whether you're not doing it for the rewards, but sometimes people would say you need like talent to do things, or you need a certain kind of strategy or whatever. But when it comes to being a mother, if you keep reap, um, putting into their lives and you just constantly give give them as much love as you can, it's inevitable. It will turn out for the good. So, so, yeah, I think that's a very important point. It's, as a mother, it's a bit of encouragement. You know, you might be feeling that you might be doing something wrong or you've made the wrong choice. And you will make the wrong choice, I'm sure. But it's important to know that if you just keep at it and you keep giving into your children's lives and praying for them and all of that, it will reap rewards. And you shouldn't stop. Um, John 19, 26 to 27 it's important that you see the scripture though, so that you know I'm not... John 19, 26-27 When Jesus saw his son and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother... So the way he speaks to his mother in the Bible is not... Like it's a bit strange to me. Because <laughs> he's like, woman, here is your son. <laughs> Imagine, I was like, woman, I'm here. <laughs> But I'm sure in that, that it wasn't looked on as disrespectful. Well, you'll see now. Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. So, uh, Jesus' unwavering love for his mother, it pretty much, in that, in that scripture, it kind of set the stage for how we should treat our parents as, as youngsters. We should have that unwavering love for them and not be disrespectful. Obviously, that happens. He's, he basically showed us how we should treat our, our parents. And this is where the, the rewards that we mentioned earlier, I don't like to refer to them as rewards, but when, when your mother stood, stood in, yeah, whatever, when your mother stood in that gap for you and you couldn't do things, the rewards, we don't know, but the rewards pretty much are how when they can't look after us anymore and when they can't look after themselves or whatever the situation is, you know, that's when your children will step in and take that responsibility. So I'm not trying to say it's quid pro quo or whatever, where you, you know, you rub my back, I rub yours, but your parents, and I've used the word here, they have toiled for you. Is that the right word? They have toiled for you. It's a nice word. Toiled. Um, and it is your your duty, but it's also an honor to be able to return that that toil, yeah, to return that love that was shared so many times for you. And I'm always reminded of this story. I heard it. I was filming at an old age home in Montana. I don't know why it was in Montana, but it was in Montana. 
Um, who would send their mother to Montana? Sorry, who comes from Montana? <laughs> um, <laughs> so so this, this particular old age home, every single Christmas, right? Every Christmas, without fail, all of these old tannies and opas used to go out into the street on Christmas Day with their bags packed and they would go and wait for their children to come and pick them up and take them home for Christmas. And the, like they would stand there all day long because the kids just didn't come. Every single year they would do the same thing until they died. And obviously that's a terrible story, but it's happening. It's hap- it happens. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's one of those very sad things. You know, when you grow, when you grow older, you, as a, like, you know, your parents are kind of like, <laughs> they've passed their sell-by date sometimes. I'm not saying that they are, but that's how kids think. And they, they've got their career, they've got their family, they're busy with their lives, they're just doing everything. But when, you know, when those moments happen, it's like, it's actually your duty to make sure that your family is looked after. It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not something that you can earn. You can choose because you're also going to be old like that's just how it is and then your kids you'd want the same for your kids and i think that's a it's it that ties up with how when you brought into the world there's that love that you have for your child and that love it's it's powerful how love is able to like exponentially grow if you know what i mean so if you had to look at it in like a like a magic potion okay not a magic potion but like if it was like a certain uh, substance and how that substance is able to like grow into something like us. When we are a baby, we're almost insignificant, but we grow into these big people. And that's almost the same in a spiritual perspective, like the love that we are, well, hopefully that's added. That's like some aromat on the top. But when, but when you're actually physically born, then then you are that love there's like a um a element of love you know that grows into this much bigger um and even further than that your love is now that love that you have is brought into your family into your relationships um yeah anyway uh, the next scripture is proverbs 23:22 to 25 my mother loves this this is my mother's favorite scripture for me i think no we'll see i don't know if it is I think it's related to your favorite scripture. Uh, Proverbs 23, 22 to 25. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let uh, Let her who bore you rejoice. So that's just a um, like a, a connection to. It's almost in a nutshell, make your parents proud of you. Like you know, you don't want to disappoint them. We obviously don't want to disappoint them, but it's important to honor what they have put into your life. Anyway, America, it's not necessary to know who it was, but there was an American pastor who was in. A, 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 I think he came to South Africa the one time to preach, but he he was involved with gangs or something i'm paraphrasing the story immensely but he was involved with gangs and uh, there was a moment where he was involved in a hit and run and he was almost shot he was almost killed in that moment 
And he, he said that the only thing that saved him was his mother's prayers. And he's now a big pastor now, like running a church and whatnot. And I think this brings in, obviously, your kids' lives, or they will make their own decisions as well. As a mother, there's only so much you can do. You can't, you can't tell your child what to do. They need to make their own choices. Um, and again, that whole thing about loving your child, you love them so much that if they're making a wrong decision, you will go and tell them you're making the wrong decision. But whether you tell them or not, it's not your decision to make. They need to make that decision for themselves. And sometimes God doesn't expect us to always have to intervene and always have to do things. In those moments, prayer is literally the only thing that you can do. And um, I can, with my mother, I know she prays, and my father, they pray for me all the time. And as a, when you're praying, you sometimes, I think we sometimes think that prayer can be a bit, um, you might not feel the effects of it, if you know what I mean. It's sometimes you feel that it's, it's not as powerful as you hoped it would be. Like you want to just pray and then poof, things happen. And it's not that it won't happen, but some, some situation, some mountains that you're praying against are, you know, it's not your, it's, it's not your will that's going to make the difference here, you know, and specifically for your children. Um, and I think once your child has left the nest and there's very little you can guide them along, the only thing you can do is pray. Um, and I know for a fact in my life, I can see it happening all the time. The, the things that my mother's prayed for that are sort of coming to pass, you know. So you don't stop praying, mother. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, 1 Peter 4 verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a, over a multitude of sins. So for a mother, like... If you see there's a difficult situation in your family or there's something that is um, very, it might seem that it's, you know, hard to approach or you even might be angry or you might be hurt or somebody might have said something to you. The best way to, is, is, to, is to lead with love in that situation, especially if you, if you are facing something that you don't know the answer to. Um, and the only way you can really find the answer to that is, and I've done this before, I would for example, someone would, uh, in a work environment, I would be um, offended by something. Someone would offend me or they would say something horrible or I would overhear them talking about me. They put the phone down and then, yes, they're like, oh, this guy's terrible or whatever. That hasn't happened. But in that situation, sometimes you would naturally be upset or you would send a nasty message or you'd be angry or you'd react in a, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> you know, you, you like do something out of emotion. But if you look at it and you say, okay, how, what, like, what can I do? If I look at this with love, I don't necessarily need to know all the answers, but I'm going to approach it this way. And most of the time, all of those situations, they rectify very quickly if I lead with love. Like it's like a, it's a weird thing. I know it's easier said than done because situations tend to always change very quickly after, you know, something like that. Um, but for mothers, it's very important to do that, to, and, and you need to have wisdom on how to approach what me, leading with love is. I think that's important. Leading with love is not always just giving your child a hug and, uh, you know, there's different ways that you can apply that wisdom. But only God can, and a relationship with God can actually um, really help you, teach you to how to approach that situation. Philippians 4 verse 8, 
This is a nice scripture. It's a bit confusing, but not confusing. They say whatever a lot. I think this is the... It's a very part. I'm sure you have read it before. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And basically, if you if you meditate on on God and you are constantly building a relationship with Him, and if you look at the good things in your life as well, and your your children happen to be the good things in your life, whether you like it or not, you will always find that joy. If you look at the things that you have in your life that are that are good, you know, the blessings. It's very easy to think of all the negative, to be like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, my children don't want to see me. I'm speaking from a mother's perspective, I don't know what they face. But it's easy to fill your mind with all of these negative things, but you do have a beautiful family, you know, you do have relationships with people around you you can always go to everybody's different but you have it's important to to think think on good things and yeah it's 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 very easy to become a negative i'm not gonna say negative nancy but yeah i just did uh, the one the one thing that i think my dad actually answered this question for me earlier but mother's day is obviously a day where we always love our parents and show them our appreciation so it's more of a it's like we're honoring them but it's important to do that on a daily basis as well. I know from my side, like it's very easy to, I don't live with my parents, but you know, there's, there's things that you can do that are, that are important. They, they like a mother will see things that you don't see and you don't think are important. And it's important for us to, to start thinking on how we can actually show that appreciation. It's very, it's much, so much easier said than done, but <laughs> Uh, I think if we take anything from today, it's important to try to apply that appreciation to how we deal with our parents. Even if it's them, if they say something that you don't like, which they will, and you respond in a nasty way, like that's a moment where you could have done it better, obviously. could have come in with a more approachable response, even if you don't agree. Yeah, and then the, the next point is mothers don't keep your love to just your family. So... I think this is the biggest takeaway. A lot of the time we just think, okay, our family, our family, our family. And it's important to make sure that, you know, you are showing love in your family. But mothers have a lot of love inside of them. Like they are inherently very, like mothers are desire. It's almost they were created. It's like they are love beacons. They are able to give love to people around them. Yeah. And that's, it's, you shouldn't just keep it to your children. Uh, obviously that's, you know, you need to make sure your kids are happy and all of that. But what I'm saying is once your family, you've, you know, you love your family and whatnot, don't keep it in the family, you know. Reach out to other family members and, and, and share that love. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, people out there that don't have mothers. And you don't know that your, your connection with them, where you are actually imparting that love that you have inside of you, you don't know that could be saving their life. So... So that, that those, those things that you have inside of you that you don't necessarily, you take for granted, I think, a lot of the time. As a mother, you think just how you are. But there's, like, care for somebody, you know. And it's, it's, you would naturally do that. But I think it's also we can become a bit selfish in a sense with how we apply our love. I'm not speaking 
at anybody. I'm just saying in general, even myself. I mean, men can also love just as much. But and then again, that's that would apply to everybody. You know, don't keep all that love that you have from your family and that you have inside of you. Like, reach out to others and show them that love. You know, and I think that's that's what's beautiful about um, like church and you know, specifically our family. Like we are maybe we are, but inward in terms of how we love like we like a bit of a private church and we should maybe i know there's outreaches and everybody loves everybody else but the what we have is very very like it's beautiful and we need to share that um so that's just the point there yeah so the net i wanted to basically talk about things that like insignificant moments that we've had amongst ourselves but we've already spoken about how much we love our parents so i'm not going to go into that but I, I want to, in closing, I want to just do something that is a bit weird. But And if you don't have an alarm on your phone, you don't need to do it. So I have on my phone, all of iPhones, I have different alarms for different things. So if I'm waking up early, I move to that one and I set that alarm. So it's like a 5 o'clock, I wake up at 5 or whatever. Or if it's a normal day, I'll wake up at like 7. But when that alarm goes off, a little message pops up on the alarm. I don't know if you guys do that, but you can write something there. You can be like, oh, wake up for work or whatever. But what I want us to do, you don't have to use a scripture, but it would be cool if, if we wrote like a scripture on there so that when you wake up, you see that scripture and it constantly reminds you. I don't know. If you do, who uses their alarms on their phone? You guys don't. If you do set an alarm, it would be nice. And it's just the simple the simple scripture of uh, 1 John 4, 19 and it mustn't become like a postcard thing. I don't like you can change this scripture to whatever you want, like whatever you want to like. It's almost like a confession because it's the first thing you wake up to at the current moment. I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is arise, shine for the edit has come because <laughs> I need to edit. <laughs> but yeah, so, so change if, if you guys can just change it. It's something so silly, but I can tell you it's so it's so like. It's so powerful because you like you don't even realize how impactful that can be. But anyway, so in closing, I think I just wanted to summarize that as a mother, what you do is not insignificant. It might seem insignificant. I know you know in the back of your head that it's not insignificant and it's part of your role as a mother. But even if it is your role, you still chose to do it. No one can take that away from you. You could have walked away and said, I don't want to do this. And in this world that we live, I can tell you now, it's a very common thread for young women. When they give birth, they say, I want to worry about my career. I want to worry about everything else. But they don't realize that what they're dealing with is actually destiny. They're dealing with the future right there and then. Even if it was, if it happened by mistake or it wasn't planned or whatever, that moment is they're dealing with the future. And it's the significance of that is, it's unfathomable. You can't, you don't know what, and yes, everyone says, oh, it might be Einstein. Doesn't, doesn't even need to be Einstein. That person just needs to build their own solid family and they can change the world. So it's like a small thing, but every single moment that you are at, like living as a mother, every interaction that you have is, is so important for your child. And I think also just as a side note, there is a disconnect between a mother and a child sometimes because the child lives their life and they're growing up. They're different age groups. You know, there's different 
like you know you do your motherly thing and that's what you do but you don't realize how impactful you know those moments are just like ironing the shirt or giving me the, the drumstick it you know it all adds up and it creates a bigger effect so yeah i'm gonna pray now okay thank you god for today thank you that we can all be here thank you that you've given us mothers that are not afraid to show us their love and they choose that every single day no matter the situation thank you for creating this role um, and allowing us to have have that almost like almost like you on earth not 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 to the extent of how you would love us but just to give us that like that that feeling and that that spiritual understanding of what what you designed love to be and thank you for yeah thank you for us as kids to be able to experience that and uh, help us to constantly with wisdom build our relationship with you so that we can make the right choices and we can do the right thing and just help us to have strength and also I just pray that any mother that might be feeling that they are not valued or and I'm sure there's many out there just give them that that understanding that they are very important and that you love them very much amen Thank you.